Good morning, good morning, and welcome to today's latest edition of Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Good morning out there to you. Today is Saturday, October the 19th, and it's a lovely day here in the city of Cleveland. The sun is out. It's just a bit bit of a chill in the air, but today, all in all, has started out very, very well. Again, welcome to Talk Back. Uh, We have not taped in a few weeks, so we've been on sort of a sabbatical. However, Talk Back is back and it's good to be with you. We're going to take care of just a bit of business this morning. First thing, our sponsor still is Safe Step Walk-In Top. If you have a loved one who has a bit of trouble getting in and out of their existing bathroom top, call Safe Step Walk-In Top. 1-888-214-7020. 1-888-214-7020. Please let them know that Talkback sent you, and they will be happy to come out and give you a free estimate. They are a member of the Better Business Bureau, and they do have financing available. By the way, they are the industry's leading low step-in provider. So give them a call at 1-888-214-7020 or go to their website at gotosafestep.com. Okay, we're going to cover some some uh, topics that really are still today as they were even a couple weeks ago. And we're going to cover some hot topics and we're going to just kind of, if I may, just kind of go in depth there about the Constitution and what our forefathers had in mind when they developed the articles of the Constitution and specifically the article of impeachment. I want to share that with my listening audience today and just give you some sort of insight as to uh, what the founding fathers had specifically in mind and how it relates to the dilemma we find ourselves in today here as citizens of this great country, the United States of America. I want to start off and really say that with everything that's been happening, I'm sure you've heard all about it on all of the news feeds, how uh, now the um, uh, Congress is moving forward with uh, impeachment hearings. Currently, everything is held behind door, the closed hearings, everything is being held behind doors, uh, nothing is being made, uh, there's no public showing of the uh, impeachment hearings, but um, it seems to me that with everything that has been going on for the last uh, series of months, our value of, the, of our country here has been um, devalued. Uh, our ethics, our values, um, what we intend this country to stand for. And it appears that this administration, and this is my opinion, uh, that the Trump administration has devalued this country's values. Just recently, our current administration has awarded a government contract for next year's G7 summit where world leaders will gather uh, and they're going to come to his Miami area resort, the Doral. So yes, President Trump awarded a government contract for next year's G7 summit, a gathering of the world leaders to his Miami area resort, the Doral. It just totally unbelievable. Uh, 
not even sure if it's legal because if you take a look at written constitutional law, it does say that no title of nobility shall be granted by the U.S. and no person holding any office uh, uh, of our country here uh, shall profit or trust under them shall without the consent of the Congress accept of any present, a moment, office, or title of any kind, whatever, from any king, prince, a foreign state. So there is constitutional law on the books that directly go against what this administration has recently done by awarding a government contract to his own private resort in Miami. And people in his administration is saying that the president does not directly profit from this. But clearly, clearly, Article 1 says constitutionally that is illegal. No title of nobility shall be granted by the U.S. and no person holding any office of profit or trust. And he's the president of the United States. He does. He is paid. And he is he swore under oath. When he was installed as president to to hold the Americans' trust above all else to defend and uphold our Constitution. Well, if he if he directly allows a government contract to go to his one of his privately held businesses, that is clearly and blatantly against constitutional law. Article 1 clearly defines that. Also, it says here, if you've heard me, it says, without the consent of the Congress, except of any present, a moment, office, or title of any kind, whatever from any king, prince, or foreign state. The G Summit is a gathering of world leaders from all over the globe. That includes kings, princes, and heads of foreign state. Article 1, Section 8, explicitly explains the powers of Congress. Article 2 lays out clearly the meaning of obstruction of justice. Clearly, this administration is guilty of both. He has violated the constitutional law over and over and over again. So this is not new news. I mean, this is not really anything earth shattering for us here, Americans here in this country to hear. This is just a a continuation of his blatant obstruction of justice here And it's very alarming to say the least. However, 
Um, I just fear that many Americans will become dummied down. I've said this before in previous shows. Have we become dummied down to what we're witnessing here uh, in the year of 20, since 2016? Are we becoming so numb to blatant obstruction of justice that any for future presidents, will they, has he now opened the Pandora box? Will every president preceding him think that they are, that this is a monarch? This is not a monarchy. This is, this is, we have constitutional laws. This is not a monarch. He is not a king. We have, Congress is a co-equal branch of government here with co-equal rights. It was, there's a reason it was set up this way so that we would not become a monarch and that the president could not just do any and everything that he wants to do. But here's where we're finding ourselves here, October, 2019, it keeps mounting and mounting and mounting the corruption of this current president. And I just get more and more alarmed, and I'm sure many of you out there listening to uh, our podcast feel the same way, but never feel there's nothing that we can do about it. We can, yes, they've started impeachment hearings in Congress, about time, it's about time they did that, but notwithstanding all of that, we have to vote not just in our upcoming presidential election in 2020, but we must vote in the senatorial races and in the congressional races. We must participate. We have to look at who sits in the Senate because don't forget, if he is impeached, if Donald Trump is impeached in Congress, it has to still go over to the Senate and they have to vote on it. And I'm not so sure that the Senate will do the right thing. It is Republican. It's the majority. It's a Republican majority held Senate. And I'm not so sure that they will do the right thing. We are now hearing more support of Republicans coming out uh, uh, very much uh, in disagreement with what the president, with his pullout in Syria and what's happening now with the Kurds over there. We've seen some some support come from uh, more Republicans in the House and in the Senate, but I just I just don't know if it's enough to carry through with just simply saying enough is enough and he must be impeached. So we must pay attention to the senatorial races and the congressional races. We have to participate and vote. Lindsey Graham in the great state of South Carolina. I implore all my listeners there, and I have a few, please vote. Do something about Lindsey Graham, who, by the way, by the way, many years ago, just a few short years ago, not many years ago, a few short years ago, 2016 to be exact, early 2016, Lindsey Graham blasted then-candidate Donald Trump and said he was totally unfit to be president. Now he's done a complete 360 just a few years later, four years, within four years, 
He's become his lapdog. Why? Why? So we must become even more involved in local politics, on uh, state levels, and we must pay attention to the upcoming elections uh, in the Senate, the senatorial races, senatorial races there. So those are some things that are going on. No, nothing new. It's just a continuation of this current administration's uh, continuance to obstruct justice, break the law, and continually just lie about it. By the way, Mick Mulvaney uh, did a press conference, uh, and he, even though the president has been saying there has been no quick pro quo, never happened, even though it's on tape, (laughs) the phone conversation is on tape, by the way, if we do this for you, by the way, I need a favor from you, which is what quick pro quo actually means. It's just an exchange of favors. It's a kind of a, it's sort of a bribery in a way. You do this for me. I'll do that for you only kind of a bribe. That's kind of a bribe. I get you to do something for me. And only then will I do something for you. By the way, he held up, uh, uh, Congress approved, congressional approved funding for, uh, you know, for the Ukraine there. And he held it up as a tool to get the president of the Ukraine to dig up dirt on uh, former Vice President Joe Biden and his son. Uh, So he went on a, a, a rampage saying, never happened. The Democrats are just creating this made-up BS. By the way, do you think the president of the United States, the greatest country on the face of the earth, thank God, do you think he should be a bit more humble? Do you think he should have a bit more grace for others, respect for others? He just held a rally here this earlier this week where he used so much profanity. He is the president of the... There are children watching this who now are totally convinced in their minds that this is appropriate for a high-ranking official here. The, he holds the highest office in the land. You think he may be a role model? Yeah. Well... Getting back to to my thought here, he, the president clearly just said, you know, never happened. We didn't do it that way. And then Mike Morvani holds a press conference and says, oh yeah, we did it that way. And guess what? Get over it. Get over it. Foreign yeah, get over it. We, things are going to be done to infl- uh, uh, to get foreign uh, foreign help to influence what goes on in our country. Get over it. It happens. It's done all the time, despite what his commander in chief said. You're listening to Talk Back right here with Gloria Shea, right here on Anchor FM. We're heard on Apple Podcasts. We're heard on Google Podcasts, Podbean, Anchor. Uh, many other platforms, Facebook, uh, we're all over, all over social media. Uh, 
Continue to listen to Talk Back. Support us here. Our sponsor is Safe Step Walk-In Top. You can reach them at 1-888-214-7020. That's 1-888-214-7020. Certainly you can visit them at their website. They have the leading, uh, the industry's leading low step in. They offer financing. They are a member of the Better Business Bureau. They'll come out, give you a free estimate. Be sure and tell them. Talk back since you're right here with Gloria Shea. And you can go to their website at go to safestep.com. So, yeah, I mean, this is, we've never ever witnessed anything like this in the history of this country. Bar none, the Nixon years, Nick, the Nixon years, I'd have any day over this. Any day. Yeah. I take the Nixon years and his corruption over what's, what we're witnessing now because what he is doing is a clear violation of our constitutional laws and he continues to do it blatantly, openly, now that he's been discovered. He even invited China to look into the Biden, uh, Bidens, his and his son Hunter, and and uh, create any dirt they can, and sure share it with us. I'll take it, even though we're going through sanctions with the very country of China. Listen, the forefathers of this country had something very specific in mind when they created the Constitution, the Articles, and specifically the Articles of Impeachment. Let me share this with you. In late May 1787, 55 delegates gathered in Philadelphia to begin debate over a new Constitution when the subject came to forming a chief executive position. Everyone there knew that however the debate shook out, the first man to fill the spot would be the man presiding over that very gathering, George Washington. The first man put at the helm will be a good one, Benjamin Franklin, Franklin said to the Constitutional Convention in early June, perhaps winkling in Washington's direction as he said it. But then he added, obnoxiously, nobody knows what sort may come afterwards. The fear of a return to uh, tyranny post-revolution and what sort may come afterwards motivated the framers to limit the president's power and to include an impeachment clause. At first, some of the framers, such as John Dickerson of Delaware and uh, Morris of Pennsylvania, were against it. If a president was terrible, wouldn't voting him out at the next election be enough of a remedy, they asked? Franklin replied with a joke that amounted to anyone who wishes to be president should support an impeachment clause because the alternative is assassination. Good one, Ben. The initial clause borrowed from established concepts of impeachment in English law and state constitutions that allowed impeachment for maladministration, which means basically just being lousy at your job, 
said Jeffrey A. Engel in an interview with the Washington Post. Engel is director of the Center for Presidential History at Southern Methodist University, and also he's co-author of Impeachment and American History. And James Madison, George Mason, and others, I think quietly, quite rightly argued, argued that if the standard is simply being ineffective or incompetent, well, that always is in the eye of the beholder, he said. Some of the framers noted that impeachment was unavoidable, a political process, and worried it would devolve into a partisan tool. Alexander Hamilton predicted, uh, in many cases, impeachment will connect itself with the pre-existing fractions. And in such cases, there will always be the greatest danger that the decision will be regulated more by the comparative strength of parties than by the real demonstrations of innocence or guilt. They also worried that Congress, which they viewed as the primary governing body, might use impeachment threats to bend a president's policy decisions. But it wasn't feasible to give the impeachment power to the judiciary branch, since judges are appointed by the president and could end up being called to convict the very president who appointed them. To mitigate this, the the impeachment power was divided among the two chambers of Congress, and there was a two-thirds majority required to convict. Plus, the standard for impeachment was changed from maladministration to the more stringent treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. So 230 years later, would the framers be shocked that in all this time, the United States has never removed a president via impeachment? Well, let's remember, Nixon resigned before he was actually impeached. Former President Clinton was impeached in Congress, but he was exonerated in the Senate. Okay, so Sean Wylands, a historian at Princeton University, was more circumspect. I don't think they have been shocked at what happened, what has happened since 1787, but only given that Nixon was all but removed. Richard M. Nixon resigned, which I just stated, only after it was clear to him the House would impeach him and the Senate would convict. Sort of like a TKO in boxing. So if, the, if Congress says it's a go, you're out, you're impeached, and Senate approves it and also votes to impeach, it's like tech, a technical TKO. So that that was the debate and has been for centuries about what exactly high crimes and misdemeanors means. Engel said that given the concept of the presidency was created with Washington in mind, imagine something that you can't imagine George Washington doing. He also said that high crimes and misdemeanors would have been no more mysterious to the framers of the Constitution than the expression balls and strikes is to us. In fact, in uh, July 19 and July 20 debate at the Constitutional Convention, Madison and others described several specific instances that would qualify. They say, well, if a president works with a foreign power, well, then, of course, he should be impeached. 
What if a president decides to try and make money in office? Well, of course he should be impeached. What if a president lies as part of his campaign? Well, then, of course, he should be impeached, Engel said. Which really is Donald Trump's biography? Interesting. Has not our current president been guilty of all of these? Let me repeat this. (laughs) This is so good. It says, what if a president works with the foreign power? Well, then, of course, he should be impeached. What if a president decides to try and make money in office? Well, of course, he should be impeached. What if a president lies as part of his campaign? Well, then, of course, he should be impeached. Which really is Donald Trump's biography? I'd say all three. All-inclusive, all of the above. So, Engel and Willens, they offered this assessment of how the framers of the Constitution will review the current impeachment-related process currently in the White House. Should the Senate Republican majority refuse to remove Trump on uh, specious grounds, cloaking part- partisanship, the framers of the Constitution would have concluded that the republic had has collapsed. Interesting, interesting, interesting information, don't you think? That's pretty much how the founding fathers saw it. If a current president lies while he in, he lies while he's in office. If the current president works with a foreign power to actually affect the outcome of our own election here in the United States, should he be impeached? This was the very fear that our founding founding fathers and the framers of the Constitution This was one of their greatest fears, that a a sitting president would work with the foreign power to influence our policies and procedures here in our own country. And to deliberately, deliberately tamper with our electoral process, which is a God-given right. And... (laughs) deliberately say a foreign power deliberately saying we have the right to determine how who's elected in in another country this is mind-boggling stuff this is no longer elementary this is mind-boggling this is for years and years to come affected for generations this will affect for generations here what is happening now in our country. We have to wake up. We have to look it squarely in the, in the eye and say, this is unconstitutional, this is immoral, and it has to stop. They, they're another question they says, well, what if a president decides and try to make money in office? They created a framework 
that would disallow this. Legally, they, co- they created a law, a constitutional law. Articles 1, Section 8. And it is, like I said, it's mind-boggling. It's no longer elementary. And maybe, you know, when I say that, what I mean is uh, it's reached beyond anything that we could think ever consider um, not worthy to be up in arms about. We must be up in arms about this. We have to be because it will affect generations. Our children are looking to us to do what is right. How can we tell them what is right if we ourselves are too committed to rhetoric and mistrust and lies, too committed to lies and mistrust and rhetoric to do what is right by our country? Look what's happening in Syria and how now ISIS is literally been set free to do now what and create as much havoc now as who knows what's coming in the weeks and months ahead. Who knows how we may suffer at the hands of ISIS again here on the soil of America. Who knows? Who do we have to blame for that? And do you do you remember hearing his reasoning, reasoning for it? The Kurds? How he, he opened the door and allowed Turkey to go in and slaughter all these people? And he calls the president of Turkey a great friend of his, a strong leader. And he wants, and now he's committing genocide there in Syria. And by the way, I wasn't in agreement with how uh, Barack Obama's administration handled Syria. I never thought, I thought he allowed Russia to get a foothold over there. So now Trump, so what Obama did was he opened a window and, and Trump came behind him and kicked down the door. You've been listening to Talk Back right here on Anchor Podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, America.